Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello, and you are very welcome to this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. Are you a CEO or a senior leader in your agency? What's your opinion of social media and its relevance to your role? Do you think that social media is the sole responsibility of your communications team? What role do subject matter experts within your organization play in terms of going on the social media front line? My own view, it's not a question if, but when and how often are you going to use your position to leverage social media and to engage the public? In this episode, I'm going to explore this topic in greater detail. Coming up on the show, why CEOs should step up online, how leadership can change public opinion, the role social media plays in managing the media narrative relevant to your organization, why social media bridges the trust gap between the public and you. I also share best practice examples of some government and public sector leaders from across the world. You'll even get access to my free webinar on senior leadership and their role in digital communications. So stay tuned. In today's column, I'm discussing from the boardroom to the social media frontline. I'm now going to quote Mike Ryan, who is head of the emergencies program at the World Health Organization. He says, we don't go after the messenger. What we try to do is we replace bad information with good information. That's as important as fighting a virus. I'd like to say, because we never ever get a chance to do this, is to really thank our media and social media teams. They're the silent heroes of our response uh, and have engaged and understand that we don't go after the messenger. What we try to do is make sure that we replace bad information with good information. And uh, that's as important in fighting a virus uh, as any frontline health worker. So chapeau to our teams who do the silent work. So do you agree? Should senior leaders go front of screen to replace bad information with good information? Should that be part of their role? Should it be part of the interview process when they're actually interviewing? for a senior leadership position. What I have experienced through my many years of working with government and public sector is that there is a natural reluctance for senior leaders to go front of screen. The reliance on traditional media and prepping for a TV or a radio interview, having your PR representative close by to make sure that you don't step out of line, is very different to going live on social and having 10 people or 10,000 people watching in real time on a platform where they can have their say. If COVID-19 has taught us anything, it's that the more leaders step up, the more the public listen. Believe it or not, the public like to be guided. They like structure. They like to know what to do. They want to know what the call to action is. Yes, they'll share their opinion. They'll even push back on your policies and on your strategies. However, that's just part of diplomacy, right? That's just part of good public interest messaging. 
I understand that government and public sector are conservative. You're considered and you're not going to be the first cohort to jump out and to embrace any new feature on social media. But when a senior leader actually steps up to social and leads from the front, the rest of the team observe. For me, it's the internal transformation that's important first. Yes, you're stepping up online from the boardroom to social to address the public, but the transformation that happens internally is most stark. What you're doing is you're saying inadvertently to your senior management team and to other subject matter experts within your agency, our voice matters. Having a one-to-one -one conversation with the public matters. Social networks play a role in corporate communications. They play a role in public interest messaging. So how should senior leaders go about embracing comms from with inside the boardroom to social media? The first thing is mindset. The attitude of a senior leader will have a direct impact on how the rest of the organization plays out on social. If you have a CEO who is social media friendly for want of a better phrase, you will then have a comms team that's agile, that's proactive, that's leveraging and making use of the tactics on the social networks. If you have a CEO that recognizes the importance of digital communications as part of the wider traditional corporate comms plan, then you will have other managers in other departments watch on and ask themselves, maybe I should be stepping up too. It's not good enough in 2021 that we simply broadcast via a corporate logo and that we don't see the faces behind the decision making. It's really, really important that you do. So ask yourself, is 2021 the year that you're going to step up and step out online as a leader and bring your team with you. I'd love your feedback. Tweet me at JS Tweets Digital and let's start the conversation. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. Let's do some consulting on this topic. What can management do to lead from the front when it comes to social media within their organization? I asked 100 public sector marketing professionals, what are your top barriers to fully embracing social media? Number one, management buy-in. Number two, not having a social media strategy. And number three, understanding how to evaluate social media success. Answers two and three, I'll deal with in other episodes, but let's deal with number one, management buy-in. I'm now going to bring you inside the White House and it's President Barack Obama's first full day in office. Barack Obama issued a call to action by signing the Open Government Directive. It was the formal acknowledgement that the three principles of transparency, participation and collaboration form the cornerstone of an open government. And it was now the duty and obligation of the public sector to reinvent the government experience 
by applying digital technologies and strategies. After all, this was the same government referred to in Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address as of the people, by the people and for the people. It was our responsibility as new leaders within the government to engage with people and provide citizen services, not how we wanted to deliver them, but how the public expected to receive them. Unfortunately for us, it was not as easy as President Obama signing a directive to suddenly unleash a wave of digital transformation. We did not have the right people, processes or technology to affect long lasting change. So the words of President Obama, but also the words of Tom Cochran, who was chief digital advisor to Barack Obama in that administration in the White House. So they didn't have the right people, they didn't have the right processes, and they didn't have the technology. That was 2009. We're now in 2021. Do you think the words of Obama ring true today in your organization? Are you hiring the right people? Are you upskilling the great people that you have in your organization? Do you have processes and standard operating procedures in place? As a leader, do you understand the role that social media plays in your organization and how it helps you achieve your corporate goals? And of course, how it builds trust among the public. There are 10 things that I can say to you that you can do over the next 12 months that will help you lead from the front. First, it's mindset. Decide to take a digital first approach to communications within your organization. Have a look at your existing communications plan. How much does digital and social feature? Is it at the center? It should. Undertake a digital skills audit. What skills do you have within your organization? Number three, prepare a roadmap for transformation. And this should take place over 12 to 24 months. Identify the change team. There will always be digital transformation champions within an organization who are willing to step up and to be at the front of change. Identify them, equip them, and empower them. Map your CPD training plan, continuing professional development. Social media and digital marketing changes at a pace that is difficult to keep up with. What was relevant in 2020 may not be relevant anymore in 2021. Think about progress and reporting. What does success look like? How are you going to measure success? What are the key performance indicators that are going to signal that you're on the right track. Produce case studies from the wins. When people win, the others want to know how you got there. So with every win that you have, turn it into a case study and share that among your broader team. Review and invest software as a service. We now have artificial intelligence, a subsection of that, machine learning, that can really help you scale up many processes and systems when it comes to digital and social. They're low cost, but they have very high in impact. Finally, a change in work practices. If we always do what we always did, 
were not going to affect change. You need to introduce new work practices to reflect the new technologies and the channels that you're using. Let me finish off this consulting piece by talking about trust and transparency and referring to the Edelman Trust Barometer. So this is a study that is carried out every January. However, in 2020, because of COVID-19, they actually undertook the spring study. This showed that trust was broken, but the gap was narrowing among the public and government and public sector. Have a look at the results. The respondents said that they wanted government out in front in all areas of the pandemic response. 86% said, we need you to provide economic relief. 79% said, we want you to get the country back to normal. 73% said, please try and contain COVID-19. While 72% said, inform us, keep us updated, and we will respond to the public health efforts. Another trend that we saw in this study was that trust is now at a record high for all institutions of society. But have a look at where government is. You're in the top left-hand quadrant. This is a place where you are now, but please try and leverage that momentum. The last time that the public had this level of trust in you was back after World War II. So to finish up, you have the power to change social media within your organization, but you have to lead from the front. The public have to see you, but your own teams have to see you also. There are three individuals that I want to showcase and they are examples of best practice when it comes to leading from the front on social media. The first is the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinta Ardern and I want to introduce to you the concept of personalization when it comes to video on social. We're taking a look at the Facebook page of Jacinda Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Minister. What's very interesting about her videos is that number one, they're frequent and consistent, and number two, they are taken from different perspectives. So they're taken from press conferences, they're taken from inside the Houses of Parliament, they're taken from her office, but they're also taken from her home and also when she's out and about. We get to know this Prime Minister. She is committed to social media. And in fact, in one of her videos addressing a resurgence in COVID-19, she introduces her video by saying, if you missed both of the press conferences today, I wanted to update you quickly on the current state of play in relation to COVID-19. This is a global leader who understands in the public interest messaging and she is doing what she needs to do to make sure that the public can see her on any platform that they are using as a source of news and we know that social media is mainstream media and she's also committed to showing up herself and on her own 
on her own platforms and through her own smartphone. A really great case study. Now I'm going to play an excerpt from that Facebook Live. It's unscripted and the Prime Minister also invites questions from the public. Uh, we, will, uh, we will get through this just like we did before and we've learned so much in between time. Um, final little note, because um, I just saw a question about um, rent, so obviously financial issues and supporters on our minds. If you have been asked to isolate um, by health authorities, you are able to access a leave payment. Uh, and so um, do jump on Work and Income's website if you want any information about that. If you're a small business, um, and for instance, you perhaps used the wage subsidy the first time, perhaps you didn't for the extension. Applications are still open for that extension. Um, so do jump online and, and check the criteria for that if you're in need of additional um, government support. The second case study comes from Ireland and the health service executive. In particular, it's CEO Paul Reid, who I believe has an innate understanding of the role of social media in the broader communications landscape. I've often heard Paul use this phrase, I am conscious that we must win the hearts and the minds of the people. From watching his digital public relations on Twitter through the live press conferences, on LinkedIn where he addresses staff and on Facebook where he's addressing the public, he understands why he and his team of public health subject matter experts need to be on the front line of social media during this pandemic. Often a press and a media team will be savvy when it comes to digital communications. However, sometimes they are hamstrung by virtue of their leader who does not have the similar appreciation for social media. I, as an external observer, cannot say that the HSE comms team have the same struggle with their CEO. I often go into boardrooms and first of all, I will ask the leadership at the meeting to leave their personal bias around social media at the door. The reason that I ask this is that I believe that if you are not a, an advocate or a, a user of social media, that you may have a personal bias. What's really important for senior leadership is that they actually understand the data and the impact that social can have when you promote openness and transparency in your digital communications. Let's have a look at a video of Paul Reid at a press conference. This is from January the 7th, 2021. And Paul is very direct to the public in this clip. There is nothing we can say positive about the scenario that we're in right now. The decisions we've already made today or this week around stopping non-origin care has impacts and clearly gave some impacts earlier on. The decisions of government and restrictions have impacts in the health system, have impacts in society, have impacts in people's mental health. But we do know it's what we have to do right now today. So it's very hard to find an upside of all the decisions we're making this week, but they're the right decisions. And we do have to get through this because, you know, out the other side, which will be a better place and the vaccination programme is part of it. But, you know, difficult decisions are being made already this week. And as Kleena said, in our ICU teams and our healthcare teams, they're making them now already and they have. The third case study is from Mountain View Police Force in Silicon Valley in California. 
their police chief is Chris Shung, and I've had the pleasure to interview and also to meet Chris in person. Chris maintains, and I'm quoting Chris now, that your public-facing messaging should stand on a foundation of collaboration behind the scenes. In a recent interview with Polko, Officer Chris Shung said showing the community how police is working together was vital to build up trust and engagement during COVID-19. Have a look at this video. How your resident engagement work uh, has influenced the sense of community in Mountain View? Uh, well, for us, the backdrop of kind of understanding how successful we are in getting into our community is not so much measuring how often or how frequently we talk to them, but how often they talk to each other about what we're trying to do. And that's a big kind of uh, difference there. And so um, we kind of try to get a sense of sentiment and the buzz. Um, and the, the position we take is we understand that um, you know, in the midst of a crisis or something going on, people look to the government, especially local government, for leadership. Uh, and in a coronavirus situation, we're we're talking about um, not only being the lead and in providing information that goes without saying, but also being the connector of um, different community stakeholders, leaders, and groups. Uh, what that looks like in Mountain View is we have um, a social services agency known as the Community Services Agency, which is literally on the front lines of providing food, shelter, um, and assistance to those at need because of the crisis. Um, the city also created a gigantic um, renter assistance and um, business assistance fund. Um, so there's a lot of those types of things. And we work very closely with the chamber. And what that looks like uh, behind the scenes is a lot of connecting and making sure all of our talking points and communication efforts are all consistent. Um, everyone knows, you know, uh, in a sense, playing from the same sheet of music. And from the outside, our hope is that as any resident looking at any of these communication channels, that there's no confusion. Um, and that when they're talking to each other on platforms like Nextdoor, and there's a lot of buzz about the information the city or the chamber or this community service agency is putting out, it's consistent, it's useful, it's rich uh, content that they can actually use um, to help them through this pandemic. Chris, are you doing anything specifically in law enforcement area that is helping to uh, keep people understanding or uh, really appreciating the sense of community through your engagement work in the community? Yeah, we have a very uh, aggressive uh, and, pro and progressive um, kind of social media uh, person who just goes out there and just really, um, in a sense, takes what we hear uh, from the city, from the state, in terms of if we're talking about the topic of coronavirus or not, but um, translates it in a sense using um, a lot of digital media. And what does that mean? That means um, using infographics, using videos, um, so that all of this information that can be very confusing is actually uh, easily digested quickly in a mobile first platform um, because it, we've, we've found that even though the city has a comms team and a, a structure, a lot of times people just kind of innately navigate and find their way to the police department to ask a variety of different questions because we're there 24 seven. Um, so we're equipped to, to kind of also come back with those questions. Um, but really uh, if, you, if you kind of peel the onion back and you look at um, some of the content that we put up, like if you were to go over to our page right now, you'd see a lot of videos that um, regardless of the video, regardless of the content or the information being shared, the underlying tone and the theme is we're together in this mountain view, right? We're not saying that, but the, the script, the music, the 
the, the look and feel and the tone of any time we respond has a, very much that community feel embedded behind the scenes. So some questions that you might want to ask yourself today. Is our CEO or our senior management team holding us back when it comes to social media? Am I the senior leader that can actually lead from the front? Am I a Jacinda Ardern? Am I a Paul Reid? Or am I a Chris Shung? Their efforts come from a place of understanding of the importance of social media as a way to connect with the public. A one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our membership academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies and organisational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com to access the resources mentioned in today's show, go to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. There you can access my free webinar on how senior leadership can lead online. And also you can read my article that was published in Open Access Government in the UK on the same topic. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. And I will talk to you again in the next episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform.